The message you're about to listen to is produced by Sierra Iso Media. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We we are going to be looking at the river within. The river within. Hallelujah. As a child of God, you are born of the Spirit. It is one thing to be born of the Spirit. It is another thing to be full of the Spirit. Jesus was born of the Spirit as well. But he became full of the Spirit. John chapter 7. Looking at the river. We think begin from verse 37. On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Now, this is a big statement. If anyone thirst, let him come to me and drink. Give me Isaiah 55 verse 1. Yes, come buy wine and milk without money, without price. Now, let me say this strongly. Your spiritual thirst... Or your spiritual hunger is a currency, is the realm of the spirit. Your spiritual thirst or your spiritual hunger is a currency in the realm of the spirit. Your spiritual thirst or your spiritual hunger is a currency in the realm of the spirit. Now, you can see that there are certain things you cannot access in the kingdom of God without a hunger or thirst. There are certain things you cannot access without a hunger or thirst. So, you're going to be hungry. If you're hungry for it, you put it in your hand. If you're not hungry for it, you can't have it. See? Because God will only give you what you value. And we, we pursue what we desire because what we desire is what we really value. See? Desire is a function of focus. Your desire is your spiritual thirst. Your desire is your spiritual hunger. And desire is a function of focus. In other words, we desire what we think about. You see that? We can only think about what we value. Are we together? Okay. Now, look at verse 2. It says, Why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and Eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in fatness. That means God refreshes those that are spiritually hungry or thirsty. God refreshes those that are spiritually hungry or thirsty. Don't forget that your spiritual, what did you say? Your appetite is the indicator of your health. Your appetite is the indicator of your health. Then say your spiritual appetite, your spiritual appetite is the indicator of your spiritual condition. All right. So, if you don't have a desire for spiritual things, then something is wrong. You're not healthy spiritually. For instance, a healthy human being has appetite. Am I right? Come on now. But when you're sick, what happens? You lose appetite. So when you start losing your appetite for the word of God or the things of the spirit, it shows you are what? Spiritually sick. And when your spirit is sick, what happens? Your body will be sick. See? And that's why if you observe, let's say, people who maybe they have a cancer in their body. All right? And the body is cancerous. And they begin feeding themselves to the word of God. And feeding themselves to the word of God. I've observed from some of their testimonies in fact, there's a man that kept on speaking to the cancer and feeding himself the word of God. He had this huge growth, this huge cancer 
on his chest like this. And it just fell off. See, your spiritual appetite is very, very important. Praise God. All right. Go to John 7. That's where we were. It says, on the last day that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And that means the invitation is to the thirsty. We're looking at the river within. See, the invitation is to the thirsty. Isaiah 44 verse 3. It says, I will, for I will pour water upon, oh, oh, King James, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. Notice the refreshing of God goes to who? The thirsty. So when you start feeling spiritually dry, it's an indicator that you've lost your spiritual thirst because God will only satisfy those who are spiritually hungry. See? Matthew 5 verse 6. It says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be what? Filled. So one thing you must try to do as a child of God is to cultivate your hunger. Cultivate your hunger. And how do you do that? You keep on putting what you desire in front of you. See? For instance, I put my wife's um, in front of me, in many ways, I think about my wife and um, I spend time with my wife. Why? So that my desire and the focus of my love is always what? My wife. You see that? So when it comes to the things of God, you must learn to contemplate who God is. Contemplate him. Keep him as your focus. See, keep him as your focus. Now, if you observe Romans 8 verse 5, the Bible says, those that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. See? So they set their minds on the things of the flesh. And those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. That means what is controlling me is what I focus on. So if I want the river within to be activated, I must learn to focus on the things that satisfy and please the spirit. Romans 8 5, Amplified Version. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by some holy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. In other words, the more I keep my mind on it, the more I desire it. See, if you want to have a strong desire for the things of the Spirit of God, begin to put the things of God before you. See, you put, if you put uh, more of the telenovelas and the, and the Z worlds, the more you desire it. Come on now. I mean, if you watch... Things like that. Nobody? Okay. All right. Some people are laughing because God is seeing them. Say, I'll repent when I get home. It says, on the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me. He who believes in me, watch this, as the scripture has said, out of his heart, King James says, out of his belly, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now, your heart refers to your spirit. Heart, in the New Testament, equals what? Spirit. So, we have to prove this. First of all, um, give to me 1 Peter 3 verse 4. It says, rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart, the old King James, the hidden man of the heart, with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. So your heart is your spirit. Romans 2, 28 and 29. Romans 2, 28 and 29. It says, for he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor a circumcision which is outward, that which is outward in the flesh. Verse 29, please. It says, but he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart. How? In the spirit. So, your heart is your spirit. Give it to me in the old King James. You see that it's a small letter S. It says, um, circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit, and not in the letter whose presence is not a member of God. So, your heart is your spirit. So, it says, out of your spirit will flow what? Rivers of what? Living water. Now, 
you've got to understand that there are two expressions, in fact, there are three expressions of the, of the Holy Spirit through the believer. One, we are recreated by the Spirit. See, we are recreated by the Spirit. John 3 verse 5 says, he that is born of the Spirit is Spirit. It says, is it 5 now? Okay, let me read from 5 into 6, somewhere around there. So, most assuredly, it's unto you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, and I enter the kingdom of God, verse 6. Yeah, it says, that which is born of the flesh is the flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. So, your Spirit is born of the Spirit, is regenerated by the Holy Spirit. Titus 3, let's begin from verse 4. Titus 3, 4. So, but when the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared, verse 5, it says, not by our works, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he did what? He saved us, and through the washing of regeneration and what? And renewing of what? The Holy Spirit. So, the first experience you have as a child of God is the renewing of the Holy Spirit, which is the regeneration of the Holy Spirit. So, as a child of God, the Spirit of God is, dwells in your spirit. He regenerates your spirit. So you are quickened. You receive the life of God. It's called the spirit of life. See? So as a child of God, your spirit has been quickened. See, my spirit has been quickened. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit that imparts the life of God to your spirit. Are we together? All right. Let's clarify a few things. It said that my spirit has been quickened. John 4 verse 14. John 4 verse 14. Jesus said, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into what? Everlasting life. This is the new birth. The new birth is a well. See? The new birth is a well. A renewing of the Holy Ghost. You got a well. But when you get baptized with the Holy Spirit or filled with the Holy Spirit, depending on your terminology, when you start speaking other tongues, what has happened to you? You have been, your, your, your spirit, uh, out of your spirit, there's a flowing out of living, living waters. See, that's why it's called the baptism with the Holy Spirit. See, because now, when you're in a river, what is that? Baptism. Are we together? Okay, so when you receive that, give me Acts 8, let's begin from verse 14. Acts 8, 14. Now, when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, verse 15. It says, who when they had prayed for, the, who when they had come, prayed for that they might receive the Holy Spirit. Next verse. It says, for as he has yet, as far as yet, he has not fallen upon None of them that only be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 17, please. It says, then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. This is when the baptism with the Holy Spirit comes. See, when you're, when you're born again, your spirit is regenerated. The life of God is in there. How if you know when you're born again, God dwells in you? You aware of that? Okay, so you, your, your spirit is regenerated. You have the life of God in you. Then... You come to the next point where you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit. When you are baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now the river of God has come into you. A river is immeasurable. It says out of your belly shall flow Rivers, give it to me, verse 38, John 7, 38. Out of your belly shall flow rivers. What do you call it? Rivers. Think about it. If he said a river, that is enough. He said rivers. A river of joy, a river of peace. See, there are rivers that comes from your spirit. See, oh, I, let me show you something. Romans 8 verse 10. It says, if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin. Now, when you're a child of God, 
and you got born again, this is what happens. As I, let's say this person is born again and is not filled with the Holy Ghost, the body is dead or the body is dying. See, the aging process goes on because the life of God is in his spirit. You see that? And it says, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. In other words, your spirit is alive. But the body is dead. You are the righteousness of God because you cannot be called the righteousness of God unless you have the life of God. Because the law could not give men life. Men could not be righteous by the law. That's another discussion. Okay, verse 11. Having known that as a child of God, if you're born again and you've not received the Holy Spirit and you do not speak with other tongues, you've not had that encounter of being baptized of the Spirit of God, your body is dead, is still dying. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead, the body was raised from the dead. We also give life, Zoe, to your what? To your dying bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. So now that I receive the Holy Spirit and I speak with other tongues, what is happening is the fact that the Holy Spirit who lives in me is a river of life. So, the Holy Spirit gives life to my body. So, instead of aging fast, I age slower. Because if I did not have the Holy Ghost in me, I should age faster. It says that the Spirit of God in you gives zoe, gives the life of God to your body. Now, which means whenever you are, let's say you're 45, you should look your age. I don't look my age. This is what gives me away. And it's stress. If I rest some more, it will darken. And I put on the jean, canvas, t-shirt, wristboard, bounce somewhere. Nobody knows my age. Or scrape it off. Because some people are doing script. Nobody knows it. So, receiving the Holy Spirit, you receive a, a, a river into you, a river of life. The man that is born again should not struggle to live right. In Romans 14 verse 17, the Bible says, The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy. How? In the Holy Ghost. Which means even righteousness. See, the Holy Ghost in you will enable you to live right. If you are struggling, you are not truly yielded to the Holy Spirit. And most of the time, we don't surrender to the Holy Spirit until we get to the point we know that we cannot really live right. The Christian life is not difficult. It's impossible. It takes the Holy Spirit to live the Christian life. If not, you'll be a perfect hypocrite. You know the perfect hypocrite is you know how to pray like us, how to sing like us, but you know that your, your mind is a gutter. Then some have gone beyond the gutter of the mind. What you watch is a gutter. Some go beyond that. What you do is a gutter. It's called the Holy Spirit. It says it's not by might. It's not by ability. It's not by power. It's not by effort, but my spirit. So if you really learn to relate to the Holy Spirit with a river within a lot of you will be living better lives than you're living right now. If you observe, when you pray in the New Testament, the Bible tells you they were filled with the Spirit. Why? Because God's Spirit is God's answer. 
When a man or woman is filled with the Holy Spirit, he is filled with all the resources in God. Because God is a spirit. The spirit of God is the essence of God. See, it's the essence of God. The Bible says God is spirit. John 4, 24, New King James. It says God is spirit. See, we can put it, God is a spirit as the old King James. But what's the thing that the spirit of God is the essence of God. You see that? The essence of God is now in you. And yet, you're struggling to live the Christian life. You have a river within you. Just when you have a river within you. In 1 John 4 verse 4, something interesting here. Look at this. Observe this. It says, ye have got little children and have overcome them. In other words, and have prevailed over them. And have subdued them. And have conquered them. And have won them. Why? Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. In other words, if you have the Holy Ghost in you, you are more than a match for any devil. You see that? In Matthew 12 verse 28, Jesus said, if I cast out spirit by the Holy Spirit, if I cast out devils by the Spirit of God, show the kingdom of God. Notice he casts out the spirits by the devils by the Spirit of God. See, you need to be conscious of the fact that the power of God is in you. The essence of God is in you. Become conscious of it. Now, the Bible tells us that God created this whole thing by his power. By his spirit, he garnished the heavens. And now this power, this creative power, this power person, the Holy Ghost is power personified. The Holy Ghost is power personified. And God himself is power personified. Hallelujah. Let's look at something here. We'll come back to where we're, we're reading. Look at um, Matthew 26, verse 64. So Jesus said to him, okay, let me read verse, verse 63, verse um, 62. And the high priest arose and said to him, do you answer nothing? Because he'd been talking, Jesus don't say anything. What is it these men testify against you? But Jesus kept silent. The high priest answered and said to him, I put you under oath by the living God. Tell us if you are the, if you are the Christ, the son of God. Jesus said to him, it is, it is as you said. Nevertheless, I say to you hereafter, you will see the son of man sitting at the right hand of the power. See, God is power personified. He is Boroko Paradonaskesh. All the sum total of all the energies is inside of him. And this God is inside of you. No wonder Paul said, I can do all things. Paul, some things. No, I can do all things. No, Paul, 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 Paul. Cool down, Paul. I can do all things. Through Christ, who strengthens me. He was conscious of the river within. John 7, 38, please. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, for out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Verse 39, please. He says, but this he spoke concerning the spirit. He says, in whom, would in, uh, whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not glorified. So after Jesus rose again, the Holy Ghost was given. Acts 2 verse 33. Acts 2 33. It says, therefore, being exalted by the, to the right hand of God and having received the promise of the Father, uh, uh, from the Father, the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. You see that? So, there's a river. There's a river within. The resources you need are now inside of you. Whew. Everything God created, everything God created, he created by the power of the Holy Spirit. Everything. 
everything God made, he created by the power of the Holy Spirit. And now this power of the Holy Spirit is now inside of you. All the creative virtues, the ability that brought creation into being is inside of you now. There's a river within. No wonder Paul said, I can do all things. He didn't say some things, I can do all things. Through Christ. Through Christ, which strengthens me. The word strengthens, I told you, is the word endunamo. Christ who empowers me. There's a constant flow of power. Why? It's a river. This river doesn't run dry. It's inside of you. But you can stir the river. See? Some of you don't stir the river. The way you stir the river is by speaking in tongues. See? Isaiah 28, 11 and 12, please. Isaiah 28, 11 and 12. For with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to these people. Next verse. Verse 12. To whom he said, this is the rest with which he will cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing, yet they will not hear. Speaking of that, speaking in tongues. You see that in 1 Corinthians 14. Paul made us know that that is speaking in tongues. With stammering lips. That's why when you're speaking in tongues, someone says like baby language. Yeah, with stammering lips. And another tongue will speak to these people. Saying, this is the rest where we will cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing. So one way we drink out of that river is when we are speaking in tongues. When we are speaking in tongues, we are drinking from the river. You are drinking. Drink of that river until you are drunk on it. Tell someone there's a river within. Yeah, there's a river within. Titus 3. Let's read from 5 into 6. It says, Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, say that through the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, verse 6 please, it says, whom the Holy Ghost renewed us, that's at a new birth, whom he poured out on us, how? Abundantly, rivers. Super abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior. Tell someone beside you, there's a river within me. Yeah, there's a river within you. Become conscious of it. What you're looking for is inside of you. See, Colossians 1 verse 29. Paul said, I strive according to his working. See, he says, to this end I also labor. Striving according to his working, which works in me how? Mightily. Say, God works in me mightily. Let me show you something in a few moments I have here. All right? Go to, oh, Baradigo Sashes, Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. And I want us to read from verse 17. I want to show you the river within you. Paul wanted them to know that there was something in them. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, beautiful, and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance and saints. Now, look at the next one, the revelation comes. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power given to us who believe, or toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Now, watch this. A, the greatness of his dunamis, which he gave to us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power. Now, there are several expressions of power in scripture. Kratos, Iskus, um, dunamis, and um, Kratos, Iskus, dunamis, and exousia, which is authority. Now, here, it says, God has given us the exceeding greatness of his power. God's power is so mighty. He says he has given us who believe and the kind of power is according to the working of his mighty kratos. In other words, God's muscle, when God devets, he says, that power in you is just like that. You know when you are really ready to, for a fight, you are stronger. Are you aware of that? Someone saying, come on, get out. Say, no, they do me like this. Get out. He says, the power in you is like when God is like that. 
That's why Paul says, I strive according to his walking, which works in me mightily. How many of you have ever fought in your life? You've ever fought in your life? I cast out lying spirit. You've ever, if, if you fought in your life, put your hand up. Those of you, have, you've never fought. After the service, we do deliverance from lying. Okay. How many of you have fought and the person thought you were weak, then you beat the person, I never knew you were strong like this. Let me see. Okay. Because at that point, your power was calm. So you better like, come on, live here. You just were doing quiet thing. Come on, live here. Say, you, then you carry the person, bash, ah! And when you start, the person gets the person on blows and put sand. You know? Do they do, do, do that kind of fight here by us? Huh? They give you sand. Okay. Then you put sand in the person's mouth. Then they are begging you, you carry you. Say, I don't know, so you be you. Now, at that point, your Kratos, your mighty power was at work. He says, the power God gave us is according to the working of his mighty Kratos. So, God in you is in action mode. God in you is in action mode. I said there are four expressions of power. There could be more, all right? I'm not a Greek scholar. But we have Kratos, which says, him that had the power of death, the muscle of death, the one that exercises the power of death. That's Kratos. It says, God gave you the exceeding greatness of his power, we who believe, according to the working, the, the operation, the energy of his iscus kratos. When God is forceful, he says that power in you is just like that. So the God in you is not quiet reading newspaper. Are you getting what I'm saying? The power in you is when God ah, let me I mean if you have seen when somebody is uh, is uh, very angry and people are trying to hold him down and he's throwing people away. Have you, have you seen that kind of thing? Okay. That person is in his mighty power. He's in his iscus kratos. He says the power in you is when God is like that. <laughs> so as you are walking, you are raw power moving. Raw power. The energy, all the energy that brought this earth into the sun, all these things is inside of you. It's, if God could open your eyes to see what he put inside of you. That means when you pass on that possessed, hey, 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 I go, don't look me, oh, don't look me. Oh. Because God's raw power have you seen when fire is burning? God is fire from his loins up. Is fire from his loins down. When, have you seen when fire, real fire is burning? Everything is helpless. Even fire brigade. Surrender. Your point, what does I say? Leave it. This building is gone. Because the power, the fire in his, in his mighty Kratos, his Iskus Kratos, so the consuming power of God is inside of you. Ay. But he was praying that God should reveal it to them because many of us don't know. Because it is revelation that decides access. One, it's revelation that determines manifestation. It will not manifest until it is revealed. And that's why I'm emphasizing it again and again and again until it dawns on you that when God gets that angry, he said, said that's the kind of power inside of you. Think about it. When the Spirit of God came upon Samson mightily, he killed 1,000 men with the jawbone of an ass. 
Let's look at that so that we'll come back here. Are you learning something today? Is this good stuff? Let's look at Judges chapter 15. And look at this man, Moses, verse 14. He says, let's, let's look at um, verse, verse 13. So they spoke to him saying, no, but we will tie you securely and deliver you into the hand, but we will not surely kill you. We will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes and, and brought him up from the rock. When he came to Lehi, the Philippians came shouting against him. See, they were shouting. These people are shouting. Then the Spirit of God came mightily upon Samson. And the ropes, new ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire. And his bones broke loose from his hands. See, you are in bondage because you don't know what you carry. See, they bound him as the, the enemy was shouting. That as the anointing scattered the thing. He says, that is the kind of power when God did. I just said, that's the power inside of you. When God is in full action, that is the power inside of you. Is this helping anybody today? And his bones broke loose from his hands. See, that's what the Bible tells us. We'll come back, we'll read verse 15 later. But give us a 10, 17. That's what the Bible says. In that day, his body shall be broken away from off your shoulder and his yoke, Isaiah 10, 27. His body shall be broken away from your shoulder and his yoke from off your neck. And the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now, this one uses the word anointing oil because it's the word shaman, the richness of oil. Give it to me the okay in Genesis. It is the yoke will be broken. It says the yoke shall be destroyed. When something is destroyed, its usefulness exists no more. It says there is such an anointing inside of you. Give us 1 John 2.27. The anointing you received from him abides in you. 1 John 2.27. It abides in you. You see that? Give me 1 John 2.20, New King James. It's, you have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One. See, the anointing is in you. It says the anointing will be, the, the yoke shall be removed, taken away from off your neck. And, it says, and the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing in you destroys yokes. See, it doesn't matter what your family suffered. When the Holy Ghost came, it kadeka, it scattered it in. The bondage is in your mind. That's what I said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Because whatever dominates your mind becomes real in your life. Until this truth dominates your mind, it will not be real. It will look like I'm telling stories. They tied Samson. Go to Judges 15 verse 14 again. They tied Samson. He was in ropes. But when the Spirit of God came upon him, the Spirit of God abides in you. The Spirit of God abides. He stays there. That is his address. He abides in you. Look at verse 15. Look at verse 15. He found a jawbone of a donkey and reached out his hand and took it and killed a thousand men with it. That means each one of us has the capacity or to have 1,000 people following us if we only yielded to that anointing. Every pastor here has the capacity of at least a thousand members. By the anointing. Every pastor here. See, if we only know what we carry, every pastor here, every cell leader here, every member, you have the capacity of at least a thousand. It says one church is what? A thousand. You, you have the capacity to, to bring to church people under your leadership. One thousand. Think about if all of us here brought 1,000, we lived to our capacity, this place would be packed out. That's the last year has got to wipe out from my eyes. Look at small, small people being saved in some nations. When I hear their testimony, I'm like, what is happening? They don't know the Bible like us. They don't know preachers, but they are work. Look at the Chinese girl that has 5,000 members in her cell. It is when you realize that this anointing you have is a world-changing anointing. 
you have the capacity as you are, as a pastor, as a member, you have the capacity of at least 1,000 members in your lifetime, you let them. You are a choir leader, you have the capacity of a of 1,000 member mass choir. You teach it in church, at least 1,000, if you understand what I'm teaching you. The very raw power of God, when God is charging, when God is charging and is charging and charging, when God is charging, he says that is the measure of power that you have right now. Then one, one, one small wish is, is what you're afraid of. Said they, 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 they said that small girl, one woman, a hand can't swell up. Not you. You turn to her and say, what did you say? You want me? In the name of Jesus, she will beg you. Because, see, that's why you see the way some of this, like Bishop, the way they say, ah, it's the raw power of God they are conscious of. Elijah was a man of like passion. When you are conscious of this thing, you need to become conscious. You are not conscious of it. You are, you are still looking for it to come. It has entered inside you the raw power that consumes stone, that consumes water, that consumes the consuming power of God is inside of you. You can lay hands on somebody. Fire will come out of your hand. But you just look at yourself and say, who, who is I'm not, I'm not that done in the Lord yet. Who is cooking you? When I'm done, you will see now. I'm not done yet. Yeah, I'm not done yet. My prayer is that they should not forget you on fire and you're born. Because <laughs> you're not done yet. Think about it. The raw power of God. The raw energy of God. The raw power of God. Jesus, the raw power. I want, you, I want you to think. I want you to think. This whole earth was created by that power. That power is now inside of you. You have in that worry church at least 1,000 members. It's inside of you. Peter stood to preach when the Holy Ghost first came. 3,000 souls were saved. See, we are not yet conscious. We are conscious of ourselves. See, we are, so, we are conscious of ourselves. I'm not an apostle. I'm not a big man of God. I'm a small, I'm a girl of God. I'm a boy of God. And uh, let me not overjump beyond what I can carry. Peter denied him 53 days ago. And when that raw power, the Bible says it was like the rushing what mighty wind. That's a violent, it was like um, a hurricane. The wind of a hurricane. You know how violent it is. And it says it filled all the place where they were sitting. See, some of you think the Holy Ghost that came out is the gentle, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. This it violently ready to take down anything inside of you to purge all the nonsense inside of you. But many of us are still struggling. Oh God, help. Oh God, help. God says, if you yield, yield, let this fire take over. To consume, to consume everything in you, your family members will see you, they will not even know you. See me, that used to dance, do all the dance, stunts, everything. I cannot even dance. It's now I'm learning how to dance. Because the Holy Ghost consumed the dance. People used to laugh. My wife laughs at me a lot. You didn't know I used to win dancing competitions. She used to think it's, it's, uh, it's old mama dance. I used to dance. Because she was me dancing like this. You know, when I dance, my best dance is one that pastor starts to dance. How did, like, that's my best dance. My son used to mock me. But if he had seen his father before, see stunt. But when I got born again, and this revelation entered me, a born dance you are born again, you are addicted to pornography. You are not yet yielded. It will burn it. A Christian is born again, masturbating. It's not a concept, it's not a thought. Apostle, I'm struggling. I'm struggling because you are focusing on the wrong thing. 
Begin to focus on this thing. Meditate on this thing. Just take your time. Buy the message. Listen to it. Meditate. Meditate. It will burn off the desire for that nonsense. Why are people saying I, I was impotent? Because I was not active like the other young men. Because the Holy Ghost, that fire, that fire, that fire had burned into the young man's flesh. So they felt, but I have three fruits to show for it. If you doubt it, look at their faces, they resemble me. We are not of them that get another man to do their job. I do my job. The fire of the Holy Ghost, it burnt off. Those things are young men, young man, sleep with this girl, sleep with that girl, sleep with that girl, sleep with that girl. He doesn't know what is inside of him. So to stir up this fire, one way you stir it up is by speaking in other tongues. You fan it into flame. Second Timothy 1 verse 6. You fan it into flame. You fan it. Said, I therefore remind you to stir the stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Give it to me in the amplifier quickly, please. That is why I should I should, I would remind you to stir up, rekindle the embers off, fan the flame of, keep burning the gracious gift, the inner fire that is in you by the means of the laying of my hands with those of the other side of the ordination. So, you find it by speaking in tongues. Another way you find it is through the word of God. As you study the word, as you study the word and begin to get the word into your system, you are actually getting your mind, giving your mind something to focus on. Studying the word of God, meditating on the word of God, like these things, meditate on it, meditate, so that as you're, as you're desiring, as, as, you're, as you're meditating, your desire, you are shaping the desire for the things of the spirit. You are shaping the desire for the things of the spirit. Number four, anger around those who, who challenge you. See, those who challenge you. That's Proverbs 27 verse 17. It says, it says, as iron sharpens iron. It says, iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Give me, give me to show rage or worthy purpose. You, know? you, you stare, friends that stare you, they stare you. It says to show rage or what you are stared. You know, you can use metal to cause fire. If you strike metal, you know you can cause fire. Okay, so you get a friend that, that will stare that fire. You see, you get you. You need it. You need it. You need it. You need that fire alive again. You need that fire alive again. Number five, fasting. Fasting will bring that fire. It will rekindle that fire. Jesus talks about new wine. Mark 2, I think it's verse 18. Quickly, please. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they said to they came and said to him, why do disciples of John and Pharisees fast, but disciples do not fast? Verse 19. He says, and Jesus said to them, can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have, they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. Jesus was with them, so they, they, they were not fasting. That's why they could never cast out that devil that come out by fasting and prayer. Because they were not fasting. See? Because Jesus had imparted the grace he carried on the disciples. I'll be aware of that. Matthew 10 verse 1. He had imparted that grace. But these people, they, in Matthew 17 from verse 19, they could not cast out that devil. And Jesus says, this kind does not go out except by fasting and prayer. In Matthew 17, 21. So, these people, they were not fasting. Because Jesus, as long as they with them, they will not fast. They cannot fast. Next verse 20. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them. And then they will fast in those days. You see that? They will fast. That, that's why when you fast, there's a boldness. A man was on a 40-day fast. And they invited him for a meeting. He said he could not come. So they came to carry him. So they carried him. They held him like this. As he was talking like this, praying. A woman that was possessed of an evil spirit. The evil spirit came out physically. Something as big like an octopus came out of the woman's mouth, made a huge noise, and flew out. Because raw power was in place. 
fasting. Fasting, fasting, fasting should be your best friend. Fasting, fasting, fasting. Because you want to stir up the power. When you are fasting, your spirit is active. So the energy of God in your spirit is, is boiling hot. You see that? So I want you to, I want to leave you with this for today. So for the days will come when the bride is going to be taken away from them and then they will fast in those days. Look at verse 21. It says, no one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on the old, old garment. You see that? Or else the new piece pulls away from the old and the tear is made worse. Verse 22. It says, and no one puts new wine into old skins. Or else the new wine busts the wine skins. The wine is spilled and the wine skins are ruined. But new wine must be put into new wine skins. You know, if you want to change levels fast, that's one way we change levels. Through fasting. When God wants to change your level, he will call you to a fast. Whether you are Jesus or you are Moses. If God wants to change your season, he will call you to a fast. So if you hear God say, my son, fast the next three days, he wants to change your season. I rest my case for today. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Birubulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803 382-7072 or 005-120-4708. God bless you.